Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to this special edition of the Des Bishop Podcast. Um, I'm driving, and I thought, well, driving, first of all, is a good self-isolation. And I thought that, uh, you know, you guys are going to be bored. So you might, I might as well throw up a few extra pods. It's just me. And um, I thought we could have a good, uh, good rant about Trump's speech last night. Um, as we all begin to sort of bed in. I'm sure we're all sort of in the... We're all, I reckon, in the bit of the excitement phase or the... The, the, the novelty phase of this unique moment in history where it feels interesting. But I know that that's going to wear off and it's going to get really frustrating. And I've seen some very moving videos of people singing in Italy. And actually, I was talking to my, I was talking to my ex in China, Xuan Xuan. I was talking to her today and uh, I was telling her everything that's happening in Ireland. And she was like, huh. We've been doing that for a month. Fucking, she's been stuck in her apartment for a month. Um, we were just doing WeChat messages, so I didn't have a chance to kind of properly get into how she's been passing the time and everything. But sure, we're all gonna we're all gonna be pretty familiar with that ourselves pretty soon. So um, anyway, I uh, want to turn that down just a little bit to pick up a little less noise of the road. I'll get my mouth a little closer to the to the mic so uh first and foremost you know i i would say ireland is is has done pretty well in terms of its response and how serious they've taken it i mean i would have been critical of a few decisions like no flights from italy i would have preferred that i think we would have had less initial cases if we had done that however i believe and no country really did that quick enough well maybe some would argue some did but either way since that mistake, I feel like proper action has been taken. I mean, it was pretty frustrating, canceling shows and all that, but we talked about that the other day. Uh, you know, looking at Boris Johnson's response, it's just, it, it, it's baffling to me. You know, I, I, I get it. It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, if, if there's a few ways to play this, one of the ways to play it is let this thing do what it does and... We'll, we'll, we'll pick up the pieces afterwards, but there won't be as much economic damage. But there will be lives lost. That's, that is a way to play it. It feels heartless, uh, but it, 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 it may turn out to be, well, I don't think it's going to turn out to be good. But I'm assuming that what he was thinking was that at some stage, the economic damage of how the rest of the world is dealing with it may be actually a greater killer than COVID-19 itself. Maybe he's thinking that. Which I guess some could argue that that at some stage, the world economy grinding to a halt for an extended period of time might end up being more damaging than the virus itself. But that remains to be seen. Uh, while there seems to be a chance to limit the spread, I wouldn't see why you wouldn't uh, 
play it that way, even politically, even if it was just a political decision, why would you be one of the only countries in the world that decides to roll the dice thinking that what you're you're, you're going to go down as like this this genius, like the stock trader who just like goes against the grind and happens to win. But, you know, you only hear the stories about the, the time that that guy was like a genius, you know, like, um, you know, like the Michael Lewis one, uh, the, the, the big short, you know. Like, that guy was a genius. But even that was a massive roll of the dice. Now, you know, he had a lot of information to back it up, and it worked out. But there's so many guys that think they're fucking geniuses and bet the house, you know, on a long shot and lose everything. And he really is betting the house on a long shot. I don't understand it. Because the truth is, if it doesn't pay off, it's not just his political career, but it's the lives of many people. Like, a lot of people. Because if England ends up with the worst pandemic of all, which it might because it's taking very little action, although they're probably going to change that in a day. Uh, if they do end up with the, you know, as bad as Italy, you know, he, he, that's tragic. Like, the, the, I mean, it, it's almost like he should be done for manslaughter if that turns out to be the case. So we'll see. I don't like the guy, but that's not why I'm saying this. I'd be saying the same thing, you know, if it was somebody I liked, you know. Mary Lou did it so uh, anyway um, we're now on what I, I canceled my shows on third we're now on, on, on day day two Jesus Christ it's only day two of this and already it's it feels weird you know um, so the reason why I said I would do this uh, well number one it's keeping me company while I'm driving and then number two um, I was I, I, I was so angry watching Trump's speech yesterday and I know that I, I've, I've had a few Trump rants on here and I'm sure you're thinking whatever Des you just don't like Trump but let's just break down first of all very quickly he has had a very delayed response to the coronavirus he's been essentially wanting to do a Boris uh, for a month, really, you know, sort of dining out on this one decision he made to stop flights from China. Uh, and even way before Ireland, it was clear that America had had some cases. And I think it will eventually come out that Trump's main mission was to not have a lot of testing so that they wouldn't find out how many people in the States have it. And I think, I got to think, because I really do think that, you know, Trump is an incredibly successful con man. And the coronavirus is going to be the thing that finally proves to people that he hasn't a notion of what he's doing. Because he's actually done nothing. He's done one tax cut, uh, bombed Iran, and like, tried to build a wall, you know. Um, and, and, you know, he, he, he got, uh, you know, another Supreme Court judge up, or two actually, so, you know, but he's done nothing, really. His tax cut was a waste, was unnecessary. Uh, you know, he's put pressure on the Fed to lower interest rates. And now, of course, there's no wiggle room because he was fucking pushing them. You know, he's done nothing, basically. And uh, now he's being found out as having no ability to lead, you know, because still in the midst of, you know, like the only real proper pandemic of our lifetimes, he... He's still worried about his own, you know, his own skin and he's worried about his reelection and he's worried about, you know, how, how things appear. 
rather than actually just taking action, you know? Uh, it'll be as bad as Katrina for, for George Bush, you know? And he's so the wrong guy. He just hasn't a notion of what he's doing. Like, clueless, uh, 100%. So, obviously, the last couple of days, with the market tanking as it was, he realized that he's going to have to fucking do something because he went from, you know, it, it went from being like, Bernie Sanders is going to be the Democratic nominee and the economy is flying high and I'm going to fucking wipe the floor with this socialist to Joe Biden, despite his age and, and sort of like gaff-prone nature, has surged to the front. He's a super likable guy. A lot of the angry white guys would probably prefer, you know, Joe, like their buddy Joe, you know? And, uh, and he did a terrible job with the coronavirus and his approval rating is plummeting. So suddenly he's under pressure and he realizes I better show up here after making Mike Pence the fucking, you know, the, the, the guy that was running all this, you know? And, you know, I'm sure you got bored with all the stories about what he did in Indiana with an HIV outbreak. So needless to say, he, he's got a bad track record too. So all that aside, he makes this speech the other day to try to alleviate fears says things wrong, says that also goods were, you know, it's all not just people, but goods from Europe. The market absolutely tanks. He spends the next two days trying to trying to fix that, but he really can't. And then yesterday he came out with this, like, show of companies and all this action that he's going to take. And honestly, just his speech, his initial speech before the press conference, sorry, before the questions from the press, just his speech alone, I can see why the market raised up because I guess it just looked like finally he was fucking doing something. And it looked like he put a lot of effort into it. It sounded impressive. But like everything with Trump, it's a con. And what we're learning, you know, because I actually, I have to say, I was impressed when he said, we've gotten together with Google to come up with this website uh, that will help people log in, put in their symptoms, and then they'll be guided to a test center. So I'm like, nice, that's a nice bit of technological infrastructure to get this fucking testing off the ground because the testing has been lagging immensely in the United States. And, uh, you know, I, I, I remember thinking like, wow, you know, they've, they've, the companies have really gotten behind Trump and this is a smart thing to have this public, private, you know, come together to try to fix this thing. Um, and of course, it's not fucking true. And by the way, he leaves a little dig in on Obama about the rollout of the marketplace for Obamacare. So he's like, not like previous websites. So even in, you know, even in the middle of like trying to ease American people's fears, he's still doing digs on the Obama administration. Like he's so petty. Like there's a time and a place. I get it. It's entertaining. But now's not the time. Now is not the time. Not to mention it's bullshit anyway, because there's no fucking website. So, like, the, it, you know, and of course Google has to come out and say, first of all, it wasn't Google. It's another subsidiary of the Alphabet. Uh, Levity or, or, you know, whatever the, the name of the company has escaped me. But, or Ver Verily, I think. And uh, that that was just total and utter bullshit. And what Pence was saying about how people are going to log in and find a testing center, we don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Because it sounded like he was saying what Trump was saying with Google, but it turns out that's bullshit. Okay? So, 
Con number one. Con number two. He seems to be sort of blaming past administrations for some, like, some bureaucratic red tape that was holding him up fucking, you know, doing testing, which I can't, I won't bore you, but it's nonsense. He could have done that. There was, there, was, there, was, there was no systems in place that could have stopped him fucking getting the ball rolling because the truth is, which he doesn't want to admit is, none of the testing happened because I was trying to act like this isn't a big fucking deal. I mean, he literally, I mean, he didn't say, by the way, that coronavirus was a hoax. He was basically saying that the Democrats, you know, saying he's doing a terrible job is a hoax. But either way, he was straight up downplaying it. He cannot deny that he was downplaying it. He said it was just like the flu. He said all these things, you know, were not such a big deal. Right? So, uh, and he was wrong. Like 100% wrong. Not to mention, he talks about stopping flights from Europe as if the fucking disease isn't going to be so much worse than the United States, which it is. They've already got insane clusters, you know? And New York City has fucking 8.5 million people. The greater New York area has 16 million people. And they have a ton of cases there already. You know? They, they got, they got, they're going to have incredible difficulty in the health service in a very short space of time because the truth is that he's he's really been suppressing the seriousness of it by by not uh, getting the testing out uh, quick enough so but then I think the, the craziest thing of all and, the, and there's so much fucking crazy but the craziest thing throughout that whole press conference which was insane to me is that Donald Trump has had two at the time, but now we know three close interactions with people who have tested positive for COVID-19. His daughter has also had a separate interaction with somebody who had COVID-19, as well as some of the interactions with the people that Trump had. So she's had also three interactions with people who've had COVID-19 and is self-isolating, by the way. Uh, other members of uh, the American government that have had limited contact, uh, less c- contact than Trump with people, are self-isolating. Ted Cruz, um, Mitch McConnell, I think, or Lindsey Graham, one of those two. Uh, you know, they're self-isolating. But Trump stands up there and says, no, I'm not getting tested, while shaking hands with every single person he brought up on that stage. And then when asked by one of the press... He was like, yeah, maybe I will get tested. But the crazy thing is that he's up there with doctors who have just said we need to be vigilant. We need to wash our hands. We need to, we need to keep a safe distance. We need to do all these things. And if we are, have interactions with a known case, we have to self-isolate. And Trump is, ba- and not to mention, you get tested. You don't only get tested when you're showing symptoms. And Trump stands up there and says, no, nah, my doctor says I'm not symptomatic. I don't need to get tested. Like, Trump is so deluded. He literally thinks... That he can't get COVID-19. He actually, I, I really think he's such a narcissist that he thinks like he's more powerful than COVID-19. I really think he thinks that. But but what, what what's worse is you're the leader of not just the United States, but you're one of the most powerful people in the world. And the whole world is changing their behavior. I, I'm canceling shows. I'm fucking keeping my distance from people. I'm doing all these things. And... One of my greatest fears was finding out that I had even remotely close connection to somebody who tests positive for COVID-19 because I don't want to fucking self-isolate, but I would because I'm not a selfish cunt. And Trump has had three direct contacts and he stands up there in front of the nation's like, yeah, you know, no big deal. What kind of a message does that send to all his fucking idiotic Trump supporters, cult members who refuse to see 
Trump's incompetence. I mean, I get it. You know, you like somebody, you, you know, you're going to give him a bit extra leeway, which is fair enough. But with Trump, it has to be willful ignorance to not see the mistakes that this guy is making. You know, like unbelievable ignorance that he would stand up there and he's basically saying to all those cult people, hey, listen, guys, it's no big deal. And then he says, it's just going to wash through. It's just going to wash through. He's still up there calling a national emergency with the fucking crew of experts behind him and corporate people looking to sort of like get a bit of free PR. He's still up there suggesting that it's not a big deal. Like, how fucking insane is that? So it's like, listen, guys, we're doing all this stuff, but really, actually, just relax. It's just going to wash through. It's just going to wash through. Like, what fucking planet is this guy living on? Then the press conference was incredible, you know? Some questions were nonsense. But then one woman says, you know, you say you're not taking responsibility for the, the lack of testing because he's, he's basically blaming some, some nonsensical bureaucratic red tape that he could have cut through in five seconds. Uh... So, he, so she says, you're not taking responsibility, but you got rid of the pandemic response team in 2018, which Obama had set up, right? He, he cut that, straight up cut that. And there's footage of him in February talking about how, you know, I cut it because it wasn't necessary. And, you know, as simple as that, he cut it. And then he stands up there and says, no, I, I didn't know anything about that. He straight up just lies, tells her it's a nasty question. I mean, if you watch... A, if you watch, not Obama press conferences, because I don't want to do whataboutism, but if you watch press conferences with any American president before Trump, part of their job is to answer those difficult questions. And difficult questions are not nasty questions. They're, they're a moment for you to shine. It's actually a moment for you to say, yeah, that's a tough question, and I have the correct answer for that tough question because I'm robust, and I'm in charge, and I'm willing to answer you know, for, for, for my decisions, not not Donald Trump. Nasty question. Always a woman, particularly black women. I don't think he likes this one from PBS. But it was a great question. You're not taking responsibility, but you did do that. And he just, he, he literally, he nearly fucking puts uh, Fauci up there. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, you want to come up here and say something? I'm sure he was like, I, I'd love to see the footage of how he reacted to that. Because he's probably thinking, what the fuck has that got to do with me? It's nothing to do with me. You know? I guess it was my administration. Yeah, your administration, motherfucker. The buck stops with you, but the buck doesn't stop with Trump. You know? That's one thing for sure. You know? Only the imaginary bucks stop with Trump because his whole fucking identity is a fraud. So the whole thing was, was baffling, you know? And I saw the market recovered, which is great, but it's, I don't... Well, who knows what the market's going to do, but... You know, the, 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 the questions from the press didn't start until after four, so the market was closed. And, you know, obviously the, the information then slowly comes out about the lies, you know. Trump's other great lie moment is like, yeah, we took this uh, decision to stop the flights from Europe uh, a while ago. You know, the classic Trump-like, you know, like vague word, a while ago. They didn't come into force until fucking eight hours after his fucking speech. So they weren't even in force yet. And he's saying, yeah, we took this great action. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Your action hasn't even come into force yet, you know. And then he's like, a national emergency, two very big words. It's like, oh, we need, thank, thank you for clarifying that. You know, national emergency, two very big words. It, it, it's just crazy how people can't see how incompetent this guy is. Anyway, it's worth a watch if you want to just see just lying happening in real time. And, you know, to, 
he's just shaking everybody's hand, touching the mic. I mean, him and Pence have been around the coronavirus, you know, like they have to be tested. It just doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't make any sense that he wouldn't be tested. What if he has it? I mean, l- let me just put my hatred of Trump aside for a second. What if he has it? He's going to give it to the entire fucking government. Now, I guess it's no big deal. You self-isolate, do everything online. But, like, it's tough enough. You know, the message is tough enough. Like, people are looking to you for hope. You know? Your supporters are looking to you for hope. You've put out this ignorant dangerous message that it's not a big deal you've pretended that you're starting to make it a big deal while insinuating sort of reading between the lines that you still don't think it's a big deal you've showed action that shows it's not a big deal by shaking everybody's hand and not getting tested but what if after all that hope that you've given people you end up with it i mean people are gonna there's gonna people are gonna end up rioting because these trump supporters they can't admit that he's wrong When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You know, I mean, some of them are so insane. You see a, a Jerry Falwell's on TV saying, like, maybe it's a North Korean, you know, some North Korean bioweapon. While at the same time saying it wasn't a big deal. So Jerry Falwell's like, hey, listen, guys, it's not a big deal. I don't know why everyone's making a big deal about it. It's just a flu. They're then suggesting it's a North Korean bioweapon. It's like, yeah, this North Korean bioterrorism isn't really a big deal, is it? It's like, it doesn't even make any sense. These people are insane. They're fucking crazy. In fact, if you're bored, go on Twitter. There's a great video going around of how Fox News responded to the H1N1 crisis under Obama and how they react to the coronavirus under Trump. Everything with the coronavirus is very calm, you know, no big deal. Everything with swine flu is this fucking massive deal, you know. And, and Trump keeps lying about how that was dealt with, you know. And uh, swine flu, very serious. You know, H1N1 was very serious, but, uh, you know, that, that, that took place over a year and, you know, uh, Obama care, uh, declared a public health emergency straight away and then after a year declared a public uh, a national emergency. So, you know, th- they don't even give the, the, the proper timeline of, of, of how that was dealt with, you know. And there's some great tweets from, from Trump, I think it's back in 2015, talking about how Obama needs to go and visit all the Ebola victims personally, you know. It's just the hypocrisy of it all is insane, you know. And the problem is that it doesn't matter. He knows that. He can say whatever he wants because what he calls the fucking fake news media, which is the majority of media, which, you know, they have a, a lot of them have a, a bias against Trump. It's a fact. But it's nowhere near the willful ignorance of Fox News. And, you know, 
you know, so much of, of the criticism of Trump is just warranted. He doesn't take responsibility for anything. So it's just warranted. It's not fake news. But he can live on that. Everything that's critical is fake news, and everything that's positive is, was Fox News. <laughs> but it's also, you know, fine. It's a fact. It's crazy. So, I mean, that's it for today's little extra app. We're not going too long. Just said I'd throw it up. Try to get it up tonight. Something for you guys to chew on tomorrow. Um, no shows to promote. Nothing to promote. But, you know, listen, I'm, I'm going to be doing tons of content. Throwing stuff up on TikTok for any of our younger listeners. Be banging out videos and Insta stories. I'm going to run out of fucking content, which is annoying. I'll have to do some sketches. So everything will be online for the time being. And uh, I'll just try to get up as many of these random... I mean, I'll try to stay focused on like a fully-fledged episode for, you know, Thursday night, Friday morning every week. But in the interim, maybe some short, you know, snippets. And listen, if you're leaving comments and stuff, these are bonuses. I did a bonus on the shift, and then we got a negative comment afterwards. And I couldn't tell if the negative comment was for the bonus app or for that week's app. But either way, it was kind of like if it was for the bonus app, I I, I would have been a little annoyed because I did a Love is Blind sort of recap, which was a bonus. And the thing about these bonus apps is like, you know, if it's not your bag, you don't have to listen. Like, like, I don't understand how when you do a bonus app, which is just a bit of crack, a bit of extra, that people would then, you know, get ang- you know get annoyed with that when it's really just – you know, like a separate, well, in that case, it was a separate thing. It's like, if you don't watch Love is Blind, don't listen to this. It's totally fine. This is not like, this is not shift standard content. This is just a bit of crack, like a DVD extra. So that's what this is, showing my age, of course. But this is just a little bit of, um, a little bit of a bonus uh, to keep everybody, everybody positive. Uh, another good thing to watch is Baz Ashamwe's uh, interview with uh Infectious disease doctor, which uh, seems to be going viral, but it's pretty informative. Have a listen to that. And if you, if you don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you've probably seen it already. But this wonderful 106-year-old woman, uh, I just cry, you know. I mean, it's definitely to do with losing my parents. And I just, I just have a better appreciation of the, the precious time that's left when you see an old person. And I don't feel like they're represented enough. Um. Uh, which is a you know something that I want to do. I want to record more people towards the end of their lives to just make sure that we register these people, you know, because our lives are just going to be recorded. There's going to be evidence of everything we've done, but their lives not so much. We need to get accounts, just li- you know, life story accounts. Sure, we have the history, you know, but like that woman, 106. I'd love to interview her. She's got, she lived through the economic, you know, the uh, De Valera's emergency. You know, she lived through. So much stuff, like 106. I mean, shit, she probably, she may have a vague memory of the War of Independence. It's certainly the Civil War. I mean, that is amazing. That is amazing that she might have a vague memory of the War of Independence. She probably remembers Kevin O'Higgins getting shot. Um, De Valera taking power, you know. Just like crazy shit that I would love to ask her, you know? Um, so you should check that out. 106 years old. She's, it's so lovely. I shed a tear, I have to say. You know? Don't be going to the hospital with a pain in your big toe. Just lovely. And her rosary beads. And even though I'm not religious, I just love that she has the, the things that give her comfort, you know? 
Oh, it was beautiful, actually. I can't even talk about it now. I get sad, you know? 106. Jesus Christ. I couldn't imagine my mother being around for another 28 years. Good Lord. And she's in good shape, you know? Sharp as a tack. People going around panic by it. Oh, it was so beautiful. So check that out. And guys, I would love some messages, like just messages about what you want me to talk about over the next couple of weeks. We're just going to keep pumping them out. Me, Steve, Joanne McNally, if she comes back to Ireland. Uh, probably Eve Darcy again. She was a great guest. You know, we're just going to keep banging them out. Try to get the video content up too. So anything you want us to talk about, any questions you have, any funny things you want to share, hit me up at Des Bishop on Instagram, at Des Bishop on Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop on Facebook, um, Des Bishop 5 on TikTok. However, not a great place to uh, message me because I'm, I'm not so sure about the messaging on TikTok. Uh, just send away. Don't be a stranger. Um, so we'll talk to you. Well, we'll definitely talk to you Thursday night into Friday morning. Uh, that's our that's our next uh, that's our next guaranteed episode. But um, we will possibly be back in the interim with loose episodes like this. All right, guys. Um, oh, and do let me know if you're into this like loose extra stuff, or if you prefer to leave it leave it where it's more structured and it's our normal stuff. Let me know. Thanks. Have a good, stay safe. Stay, you know, practice safe distancing, social distancing. Try to keep your social interactions to a minimum. Stay out of the pub and uh, mind yourselves. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.